Pursuit of Podcast, a purely guest-centric show focusing on people and organizations that advance positive change. Positivity can be anywhere, and in a time of vast discord, the pursuit of is finding those who champion its causes loudest. Join us as we sit and learn about the pursuits of local leaders in their community. Let's go. Hello, good people, and welcome to the Pursuit of Podcast, where it's truly not us, it's you. I'm Ryan Buck, Artist Development, New Leonard Media. With me is the boss, Mark Wilson, President, New Leonard Media. How hey, are you? Ryan, I'm well. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Yeah? Okay, that's enough of that. Our guest today is John Tuck, owner and co-founder of Tin Lid Hat Company. How are you? Good, are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Yeah. This is exciting. Now, you're a hat company here in Traverse City that owes its origin in some way to disc golf. Yep. Is that correct? Yeah. So when we first started it, uh, we just made some hats that said Froth right on the front from some cheap website, and they came in, and they were absolutely horrible. So we never wore them, got rid of them. <laughs> and then uh, wow. we only ordered 10 or 15, I think, just for some friends and maybe hope to sell a couple. So we got rid of them, but we were still bent on having the Froth hats. So we put a little bit more time into the design, put a little bit more time into stores to know them and ordered a hundred this time and they came in pretty well. So we started selling them at uh, Hickory Hills and secondhand goods downtown, some other real sh- resale shops. Or second level. Second level. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. Support nice. your local skate shop. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And your local ski hill, man. This, this dope city owned Hickory yeah, Hills. What was that old skate shop that closed down? And there was that was laughing by laughing Buddha. Oh, Unity. I can't remember what it was called. Man, so many have come and gone. Yeah, the downtown yeah. skate shop was the big Front Street one for Skate me by the time. Tattoo Shop, uh, which is where. Yep, right there. Yeah, Urban Meds is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a skate shop too. That's yeah. where I got my first skateboard here. Cool. Right. So it, we were talking you, your neighbors mm-hmm. uh, yep. here, and when Mr. Wilson asked what you do, what'd you say? I sell hats. I sell hats. <laughs> yeah. And does that still ring true? Somebody says, well, what do you do? Yeah, definitely. I don't know I don't know how to, else to say it without going into a rant, so I sell hats. Can you call enough. yourself a haberdasher? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I might have a real to, eloquent way of doing it. Might have to look it up in the dictionary first. <laughs> I think it's somebody who makes hats. <laughs> Maybe the, the mad hatter. Yeah, there you yeah. go. So um, we're, we're kind of past the holiday season. And you are uh, online only, correct? Do you have a store? Or no, it- no store, just online. How was the holiday for you? Uh, it's good. December is always the busiest, busiest period of the year from Black Friday to Christmas. And then it kind of slows down and until March maybe. But we'll see. Maybe the stimulus checks will help a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So you started this pursuit in 2014. And in your words, you were, quote, founded on a whim Built on good times. Yeah. What does that mean? So kind of like I said earlier, when we ordered the hats, uh, the first order was just basically throw them out. And we didn't really plan on starting a company. We were just ordered f- from our supplier what we thought we might be able to sell at Hickory Hills or other disc golf courses. Um, didn't have any business plan or website or really anything. So it was more just like... oh when you talk to your buddies and like, oh, we should start a blank company. Like we just kind of did it. And as we were able to sell more, we kind of took it a little bit more seriously as time went on and maybe had a website, 
six months after we first made the hats and just kind of rolled with that. Nice. Yeah. You know, the, the website's real nice. Thanks. You know, it's smooth and it's classy and it's informative and just ease of use. Did you have like contacts, somebody within your circle that was into web development or did you have to raise capital to get that done? Cause that's, I built it on Shopify. Have you nice. ever heard of that? Yeah. Yeah, I built it on Shopify and just spent some time on it. And there's some specific things on it that I had to contract out for maybe 50 bucks. But overall, nice. did it really so, quickly. So yeah, like something that in, in our time, in the 90s, especially, you know, the turn of the century would have cost, you know, 10, A billion 10, dollars. Yeah, yeah. 10 to 15 grand to get that website. You did yourself and you're not. A, a graphic designer at all web no. development you didn't you just a business owner who put together his own site yeah i mean shopify makes it pretty easy i know squarespace kind of does the same thing where you can wix kind of yeah, yeah wix just kind of plug it in in high school me and my buddy started another business that didn't work out so well but we had to have that bill and yeah it cost about five grand and it didn't look as nice either yeah yeah wow and we're not sponsored by any of these companies by the way we'd be open <laughs> to it if you wanted to get at us <laughs> so you mentioned disc golf the the hat served a need there was a need what was the need that the hat served that made it good for disc golfers it said frost so we were just like that and then we had a a strap on the side that was kind of to the right of the ear a little bit that was either for pencils for keeping your score cigarettes or whatever you could think of to put in there So rather than shoving it behind your ear yeah you had a convenient place built into the hat yeah and people yeah. like that idea yeah, you still have some hats on the site that have that most of them do yeah yeah, yeah. wow so what is froth frisbee golf frisbee golf yeah okay yep I should have known. I, yeah. I'm not hip. I don't no, have I said, to go. They're, they're, oh, they're right. frothing at the mouth. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. So Froth. you went to Hope College. Yeah, I did. Correct? Just for two years. So did you study uh, business? Did you study anything that related to what you're doing now? Not so much. My plan was to go into economics and, or dual major in economics and business. But at Hope, you have to spend your first year or two taking just general ad classes, which is kind of waste of That's time a bummer. Yeah, and yep. money. But so this summer going into my sophomore year is when we started Tinlid. And then by maybe January of my sophomore year, it was doing pretty well. So I was thinking almost halfway through that year, I kind of decided I was going to leave school and hopefully pursue this and see if it worked out. And if it didn't... You go back to school. Go back to school. That's That's the beauty of, you know the way things work these days were you taking student debt or did you did your family save for you was there how were you paying for college when i was young like single digit age my grandmother bought some kind of michigan grant that they offered for like nice. a year or two yeah so, so that took care of the schooling and then that's when i would have had to start going to debt Oh, after the first year or two? Yeah. Some say, you know, the, the institution today is a trap. Yeah. If you can't cash flow it, it's like, dude, you're in the, for the price of a house. Now, yeah, now I, right. I, I, I'm a big More fan. More than of, a price of a house. I'm a big fan of education, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I have several degrees and, and I believe in it. But if it's, if you know that it's not for you, 
I have a son that is not, he has no interest in going that he wants, just like you, he wants to pursue something immediately. It, it is a, a waste. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously certain careers that you got to go to college for, a doctor, lawyer, et cetera. But no, professional careers. You prefer but, them to have a degree, right? Yeah, like a non-degree yeah. doctor, I'd be a little nervous about seeing. <laughs> but there's, I mean, so many times I have friends who uh, don't have the college degree. Their business owners are very successful because yeah. they're go-getters, you know? If you're yeah. gonna, if you're willing to grind, you're gonna go get it. You well, know? if when you found on a whim and you build on good times, I think that's awesome. Yeah, I don't think that's hyperbole. That's just yeah on that, a whim. So, prior to founding Tinlid, 2012 was a pretty good bowling year for you. Yeah. How many championships did you win in 2012? Well, I don't. I didn't. I don't remember what I didn't win. That's a, a lot state. of medals in one picture. A lot. Somebody says they need a bigger neck. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, where did you find that? Like, dude, I didn't know I you know, were a bowler, uh, huh? Yeah, I bowled all throughout high school. I was pretty good. I went to state all four years. And did you really? Yeah, wow. I bowled three hundred. Do you know all the bowlers here in town? Like, I probably mean, the, yeah. the community. Yeah, so, most like, of if time. I said like David Anderson and David Anderson. I mean, I know what they look like. They probably wouldn't know me, but some of the bowlers look like uh, if I go to Lucky Jacks, I'll bowl with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know Marcus Owen or any of that? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. It's so, a small bowling world here. Well, it, it is a small, small bowling anyways. community. And if you, you're somebody who can roll the 300, they normally know each other. And you said other. you have rolled the 300. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what medals they were, but I didn't win state, and I'm still bummed about oh, it. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, it's all right. Okay, I brought it up. It feels nice to bring up the glory days a little bit. Well, sure, sure. You, and you still got it, I'm sure, if you had to, <laughs> if you had to throw down. I okay. haven't bowled in a bit. Favorite, favorite bowling movie? I think there's only one. What? Not really, but... Several. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's between two. It's between two. What, the Big Lebowski and Kingpin? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's awesome. So, you know, in this adventure, you're starting this company... And obviously, you're successful. It's very legitimate. What was the biggest surprise to you in starting and sustaining a business like this? I think maybe the biggest surprise was how difficult it was to get into other stores. Um, so we pursued the online route a little bit more than that. And probably the biggest good surprise was being able to meet and do opportunities just like this podcast and other things that you don't really think that would come along with it that's sure. just are fun did and it help that traverse city is kind of a smaller town and like if you're trying to launch this in chicago or indianapolis um is the kind of quaintness of traverse city an asset for you i think it helped at the beginning especially when we were at hickory hills and in the local skate shops um Obviously, that community is all pretty close when everyone's going to the same places. Uh, it, it does help get the name out a little bit. Um, at this point, now where we sell in all 50 states and we've sold to maybe like 40-something countries, so Traverse City doesn't have as much of an impact anymore. Yeah. But at first, just to keep going, I mean, Traverse City was everything because, like I said, we... Ordered the 10, threw them out, ordered 100 with no plan, and were able to get rid of them. Right. Well, it had to give you a feeling of pride or legitimacy to, yeah. to see, you know, that first retailer with your yeah. your your gear in it. Yeah, it felt like we got into some, you know, Cabela's or something like that. Yeah. And it was only on consignment, too. They weren't even buying the hats up front. But when uh, 
when they took them on consignment and we started seeing people at Hickory Hills wearing them that we didn't sell them to there, it was like, oh, this is crazy. It felt like, you know, you're going viral or something. Like hearing like, your song yeah. on the radio. Yeah. yeah. That's tremendous. Yeah. So from the website, your goal, and this is a quote, we want our followers to embrace the spirit of travel and adventure. Our love for the outdoors has led us to believe in the significance and importance of environmental restoration and conservation. Now, Tinlid does amazing things with their purchases. We're going to get to that in a second. But how did disc golf kind of cascade into this passion for travel and adventure? Well, especially in Traverse City, there's not theater or those kind of arts that you'd find in bigger cities. There's more outdoor stuff to do with the parks. So we loved going disc golfing because that was a great way to just be outside. We still like going around to a bunch of different places and road tripping, doing what we can. So being on good times, like we we wanted it to be a part of that. We weren't taking it so seriously. It was just kind of, we wanted the brand itself to reflect kind of what we did, which was just like a fun, fun culture of being outside, basically. Did the product start to kind of evolve and shift as you focused more on that outdoor travel adventure lifestyle? Yeah, uh, we started using a little bit more more fabrics that were um, like ripstop, a little tougher, and then sure. we started going more with waterproof, stuff like that. Uh, we do have some plans to roll out certain things like boonies that you'd wear for fishing or being in the sun, stuff like that. And uh, Was that an inside scoop? No. Uh oh, <laughs> I wouldn't put a date on it. Okay, there you go. <laughs> there you wow, go. that was diplomatic. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, as it evolved, like we were going more into what what the fabrics were as well, switching from like basic acrylic, which is what um, you know Brixton or other brands might be made out of, switching to hemp or organic cotton or wow. recycled fabrics well, or things like that. Who's doing R&D for you? Are you doing this yourself? Yeah, and... I'm doing that, yeah. Wow. So you found a way to become an expert on fabrics, and w was there a tough learning curve there getting into all that? Yeah, a little bit, because you obviously you don't know what you're looking for, and so part of it is just Googling, like, what are good fabrics, and then they have to be the right weight for a hat because you don't want linen hemp sheets that are a hat or else it'd just be <laughs> right. like a napkin so true. <laughs> <laughs> melt in the sun yeah give well, you a pleasant well experience. you know hats hats are my hair so like <laughs> i you know we the, don't the want to wear the hats very yeah. important yeah so what's your most popular uh product currently and has that changed in the last few years Probably we have one called the Green Excursion 5 panel that's been our most popular over the last six months to a year. And then we have another hat called the Black Timeless, which is just a black dad hat with our tree, which we've probably sold yeah. the most amount out of since we started. Right. And then we have another called the Charcoal Moir hat, which is made of recycled polyester, and so those are about our top three. Recycled polyester. Wait, the yeah. one you just uh, cited that has the string on the front, like the one you're wearing right now. Yeah, similar. similar yeah, to yeah. So I got uh, my nephew. Yeah, got him that for the holidays. Now, what hat am I wearing right now? That's a black easygoer. No, oh, easy go. That's the me. Easy going. Yeah, yeah. Easy does it. The, yeah. it. And you know, this is not a visual medium, but these hats are 
Super sexy and really, really good looking, to be honest. I'm the only one. Yeah. Sans hat in the studio. <laughs> getting a little insecure about it. It's okay. So, John, you've got a partner in this, Will Andre. Is that correct? Uh, Will was my partner, but I actually bought him out maybe three years ago. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, that's, I mean, was that part of the plan? Well, how, I guess, how did you guys meet and how did you, you know, lift this journey off yeah he i mean he's been one of my close friends we met in seven or we started playing basketball together in fifth and sixth grade and then we ended up going to the same school from seventh grade to graduation so we've been really close friends since then it was going a little slow it was hard for both of us to make money so that's kind of how we ended up he wasn't i don't think he was quite as enthused about it as i was so we ended up kind of yeah that's what i was gonna just Interject with is any time I've seen friends start out and they partner, one of them wants a little more security than the other. Yeah. And that gets really trying because, like you just said, you're going to struggle for a little bit until it's off the ground. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Tin Lid, is that a question you get a lot? What's the meaning of the name? So Will uh, made up that name and it started... He got the name because when disc golf was first a thing, they started throwing tin trash can lids at trees. And so then they ended up having a tournament called, you know, That was the origin of disc golf, was throwing trash cans at trees? And and also, is that common knowledge amongst disc golfers? I don't think so. He told me that he found it doing some research when we were trying to come up with a name. I think we've got an exclusive here. Yeah, so you you got to get that story... (laughs) heard more That's great. So yeah yeah will came up with that i gotta give him credit for it he did some research when we were trying to come up with the name and that's where it came from yeah. i think the na- now the term you know that's kind of died out throwing tin lids at trash yeah cans or at trees but yeah but they were paying homage to that's the best the kind of beginning story for a name because yeah tin lid sounds cool it's it's fun to say it looks good. The logo looks great. The website looks great. But that it comes from something that's kind of a fun yeah. little esoteric story is super cool. So you're the George Michael and he's the Andrew Ridgely of Wham. He's just kind of, <laughs> nobody remembers him and you know, you're the star. I, say, I remember him. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you, you remember that. Wham? I uh, know that Christmas song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. I know who George Michael that's is. That's great. That and you know, it's bomb. referenced a lot in the Deadpool <laughs> movies, so that's in the zeitgeist right, now. Right, yeah, yeah. So what's remarkable about Tin Lid and what you do is that for each product sold through your partnership with Trees for the, Fu- Trees for the Future, sorry, one tree is planted. Yep. Per I, That's extraordinary. So, mm-hmm. so we're... Are, are the trees that are planted, are they in Michigan or could they be anywhere? How does that work? So going back to the start, when we were first planting trees, we were planting them through the National Forest Foundation, which was planting trees all throughout U.S. parks for the most part. But that was a government organization, and we kind of wanted to move away from that. So we started working with Trees for the Future, and they do planting throughout really more so impoverished communities so one of the main things they do is build forest gardens so one of the main places they work would be sub-saharan africa and what they do is plant you know rows and rows of trees that would either provide wood fuel maybe they'll grow fruit some of them are planted 
purely just to protect a community from wild animals. Others are planning to protect from erosion if they're on the coast. A variety of reasons is why they're planted, but mainly in impoverished communities rather than national parks. Wow. Nice. That's a great story. Uh, do you intend to ever go see these, or have you gone? I haven't seen them. I'd, I'd really like to, but uh, it's a little out of the budget. And You'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would be an expensive trip, obviously. I mean, do you have yeah. a list of places uh, around the globe that your trees have affected positively? Yeah, I, I couldn't name them off the top of my head, but sure. Haiti, you know, a lot of Middle Africa, Ghana, Kenya, wow, Tanzania, I think. So I might need to be fact check on. <laughs> I don't. Right. I don't think our, our listeners are going to hold you that hard to it. <laughs> cool. And, and you know, maybe this will give them a chance to get out a map and you yeah. know show their kids where these places are. But you knew you wanted to build a business for the greater good, and that's stated from the beginning. Was tree planting on the radar from the beginning, or did you come to that in a different way? When we first started, we wanted to do a hat for each cause. So we had one hat that was for providing education for kids. One was for planting a tree with each purchase. And truthfully, I can't even remember what the third one was. It's kind of like Project 7. Project 7, mm-hmm. they're mints and gums. They all support one hopes to end homelessness, one gives water. Yeah. So. Oh, the wa- water. That was the other one. Yeah. Th- was that just kind of untenable with all that it would take to coordinate that? Yeah, it was too hard to coordinate it. When we were first getting going, it was like we weren't selling enough hats to yes. really feel like we should be diving into a bunch of different pots. So it was kind of like, let's just focus on one thing and see what we can do. That, and That's good and, and, and advisable because it, it is hard. You want to help every everything. Yeah, and, and luckily Trees for the Future, they kind of do a little bit of both you know it's a great partnership well some of the things that you said kind of sounds like it'll help clean up the environments Mm -hmm. of where they're being planted at and actually promote uh water etc yeah well it's it's an awareness it's a it's a company doing good on every purchase which is a really strong statement to make and and a strong gesture to make for the world so uh if you go to tinlidco.com is that the best tinlidco.com that's the primary way to purchase products from tinlid um and it yields that you've planted over a hundred thousand trees yep at this point it's probably near 150 or 160 we did just start doing custom hats for people. I won't name who we're doing them for, but we also plant trees with custom orders. So Wow. Yeah. And so on the website, you can customize. It can just, you know, somebody is looking to buy a couple of hats for, there's minimum orders, but. The minimum order would be 50 in one, one okay. exact style. Okay. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And so, and it's, it's very consultative, right? So. You, they send you the design and you work with them on a mm-hmm. product that they're going to be happy with. Yeah, a lot of the times they ask for suggestions like what's your best seller, what would be best for, you know, girls of this age, you know, people sure. at coffee shops might be asking. You know, I advise them, give them as much advice and input as I can, but obviously it's up to them and what they like. Do and, you have clients who are like restaurants and, as you said, coffee shops? Yep, and yep. You know, Clients who are buying, obviously, in a little bit of bulk? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, cof- we have coffee shops all over the country, really, too, like some in California and out on the East Coast in New York and some 
YouTube people that order, so. Have you gotten a request for a hat and you're just like, we don't know how we're going to do that or it's too weird? Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. I always tell anyone that tries to make a custom hat, I tell them we could probably do anything you can think of as long as it's reasonable. Yeah. You know, we can't make a hat out of sheepskin or so. Oh, probably could actually, but we wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> look at alternative fabric opposed <laughs> yeah. to sheepskin. <laughs> no, well, he didn't say human skin. That's for the people <laughs> yeah. in the mountains of Burma. Yeah. That's I was Edgine. thinking <laughs> I was thinking like bucket hats or whatever, you know. Yeah, from, yeah, yeah we can break make those. Break in me. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you look, you know, 160,000 trees planted since 1989, trees for the future have planted over 115 million trees and you're talking about real people being affected positively by this so here in 2021 150 160,000 hats are you happy with the success at this far uh, have you reached a benchmark or is there way farther to go it's bigger than i thought it or more trees than i thought we could ever plant from selling at hickory hills on the golf course or on the disc golf course but i would like to be able to pick up more projects, whether it be something where a, lo a local fishery needs some extra funding to clean it out or uh, making making trails like Boardman Trail or something like that. I would like to be able to expand into projects like that eventually. Right now, it's not really on the table, but hopefully within a couple of years. So you're looking to, you know, maybe get to the point where you are supporting more than one area of help. It could be trees, it could be water. Yeah. And that's a possibility, which yeah, is Yeah, as long as it's within environment. Environment, right. uh, yeah. So has any other company or apparel or otherwise manufactured, has anybody looked to do a, a crossover with you? Any kind of collaboration, designers, anything like that? We've done it with some people that are on Instagram, so influencers, but we haven't done it with another company. So like There's, you're not looking to do a Michael Jordan signature hat. Or I mean, anything I like would that. be yeah. down for that. That would be pretty great. I yes, guess. yeah, <laughs> I'd be down for that. The main reason we haven't is just usually the terms don't work for either them or for us. So right. it usually it turns into we'll just make hats for you guys. Oh, that's okay too. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. And, and well, that's, that's more trees. Vertical integration. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right. So I, I see in a lot of the videos that your video content's great. The website, as Mark mentioned, is fantastic. That's tinlidco.com. A lot of your clients seem to be enjoying nature with their pets. Do you have any pet gear? And is that maybe if you don't, is that on the docket? I don't have any pet gear with Tinlid Hackle, but on a side note, me and a guy that designs for Tinlid have another company called Old Feller, and that sells uh, some dog gear, like collars and leashes. That's Old Feller? Ha yeah, O-L-F-E-L-L-E-R. Like Old Feller. Yeah. Like Old Yeller, but not... Yeah. And for anybody listening, and, and you know, people love their pets, uh, John has the most well-behaved dog I've ever come across. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far. Listen, he says he wouldn't go that far, but that's that's a modest pet owner. Uh, He's your easiest roommate, would yeah, you say? I don't know. Out well, of six dudes or what have you? Well, when she escapes from the back fence, that can be a pain. I've, got, I've gotten some texts from Mark, like, is this your dog being posted around? <laughs> is this your dog? No, well, she's well, right the, next the to The neighborhood me. website, you know, post, yeah. post a dog look like his over a couple so blocks. So, Oldfeller, yeah. is that something you want to promote? Is there a website for that? Yeah, oldfeller.com. Uh, we're still getting going, but we did just we did just get into Huckberry, which is a pretty large men's website. They sell... You know, men's clothing or knives, whiskey glasses, stuff like that. Sure. So 
yeah, if you guys want to check out Old Feller too, if you're checking Absolutely. out Tinlet, that'd be great. Oh, but you know, looking at what you do, do you find it's easy to find partners because hats are pretty ubiquitous? You know, it doesn't just have to be outdoor; it could be fashion, could be retail. Is that still the case that you're finding there, that there's interest kind of across the board to place your? Yeah. Usually if we want to send it to someone, they're more than happy to take it. I always say, you know, you don't have to post because normally we don't want to pay $2,000 for a photo, but they will end up posting anyway, so it kind of works out. <laughs> yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. I, I feel like this is a happy space. You're doing something that's um, make people feel good. You know, in Mark's case, it's his hair. Um, <laughs> in other cases, you don't have to, you know, potentially stab your ear with the the frisbee disc golf pen <laughs> uh pencil rather but you mentioned this earlier and I, I was gonna look into this more but i just thought i'd ask you what's a dad hat um <laughs> i don't know how, like just they're hats i used to wear before i was a dad actually <laughs> at the risk of sounding super uh unhip or not with it they're form-fitting i can go grab one out of the house for you but i didn't know how I just was seeing other people online describe them as dad that, hats. Yeah, well, that, that like was the, the trend a couple of years ago because yeah. it's just fitted hat meaning like a yeah. classic six yeah. panel base baseball cap that kind that of goes over your. It fits. You know, okay, like, I never thought about hats in terms of panels, and so this is a five panel. And for some reason, somebody started calling them dad hats, yeah. and it stuck. I, it must be because dads wear them, which is funny. Like as soon as they were starting to be called that, this dad quit wearing them. <laughs> Like, oh. dude, I'm, I think they're cool. I'm done, but but that's <laughs> from what I heard. I you know I had some high schoolers living here, uh, exchange students, and that's what they're like. Oh yeah, everybody's into dad hats. It's like dad hat. Um, I think dad I'm gets done. front loaded in a lot of stuff. It started with the bod, well, you, and you then know what? dad <laughs> pants and dad music. <laughs> you know that, it's rough that's that's <laughs> that's much better than what they call you know like those those a frame undershirts. Yeah, you know. I feel like tin lid. <laughs> yeah. Tin Lid Hat Company sounds like they're supporting dad hats because it's presented in a positive way. So I'm here yeah. as a dad to support Tin Lid no matter what because they're... They're not just for dads either. <laughs> That's all true. All shapes, Mo ages, moms are, moms are welcome. <laughs> yeah. You can do a mom hat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, granny um, hats. <laughs> so that how many hats do you own? Do you have a hat quandary every day or is it just like you have a go-to and that's it? Uh, usually, I mean, I have more hats than I can count, but usually I end <laughs> up with a go-to that'll last for a couple months. Right now, I'm wearing my go-to. hasn't been released released yet, but... Yeah, I didn't see that This on is the another site. exclusive? All right, oh, let's yeah. have a look. Yeah. This is gorgeous. My buddy, looking. Troy, he does a lot of the design work lately within the last year. Um, so he designed this one, and... I hope it does well. We'll see. So yeah. I was going to ask you, what is your testing process? Because, uh, you know, you see those uh, Columbia Jacket commercials and they got a guy in a winterized thing and they're shooting snow and water at him. Obviously, you test your hats. Do you just do it by wearing them? Yeah, most of the time we'll get a sample in and start wearing them to see how it holds up. Uh, most of the time with the fabric, I'll know kind of what it'll be good for like right. the ripstop ones like if you're going camping or hiking you're gonna be walking through some limbs some right. tree limbs you know those will be good, good waterproof hats you know the basic dad hats just good old-fashioned streetwear yeah, yeah. yeah. so we're not in the woods hanging yeah. out down at cherry festival <laughs> <laughs> there you go uh, i can pull my my uh tin lead co hat uh 
out of my fanny pack because <laughs> yeah. they look like they fold hey, up pretty packs well. Fanny packs are coming back too. And, uh, yeah. With that said, like the hat company, will it ever expand beyond hats? Do you see, or is it like O'Feller is doing like leashes and other things for pets? Well, would I, you would you do a fanny pack or a backpack? I don't or? know if we'd ever do a fanny pack. There was a very brief period where we were selling backpacks. Um, oh, okay. But the issue was the quality was just horrible. Like we were getting the mm. zippers were breaking constantly. People always wanted to return them. So we just stopped selling them before we even sold out. Yeah, cut your losses. Yeah, and we get a lot of questions about sweatshirts and shirts, stuff like that, which we've had before. Um, I like to focus on the hats. I don't want to become a big clothing company that just sells everything but doesn't really sell one thing, if that makes sense. Continue with what you're good at. Yeah. And when we started making more custom hats for clients, that's a big part of it is when you're a tinlid hat company, people reach out and ask like, oh, can we make custom hats? But if you're selling shirts, sweatshirts, yeah. jeans, dog collars, you know, people might not really now think about it Now you have another division much. that you have to try to keep full. And then when somebody like Mark says, what do you do? Then your very succinct answer of I sell hats is yeah. a longer, yeah. more drawn out answer. Keeps it simple. The, well, the, dude, the elevator pitch is on point. Yeah. <laughs> well, I... We appreciate you being here. Is there anything else you'd like uh, the listeners to know? I did create a discount code called The Pursuit Of for 40% off for anyone that listens to this. That is extraordinary. (laughs) That's the first time that's happened. That's the highest discount code that's out there. So nothing nothing else will beat it. The Pursuit Of is the discount code. Again, uh, when you go to tinlidco.com. Uh, also, on the site, uh, as I understand it, you can just donate direct to Trees for the Future. Yeah, you'll be re- redirected to their website, but yeah, you can know. Uh, just to make a donation, yep. and hopefully you bought five, six, twelve hats. Yeah, and if you first. don't buy any, at least at least plant some trees. Go to their website. How many of the backpacks you got left? <laughs> you want one? I can bring you one. I do. It's exclusive. <laughs> I can bring you that guys both <laughs> one. I, I almost said, how about, you know, however many you got left, have, have somebody reference the show, get a free backpack. Yeah. No They're re- waterproof. No returns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no yeah. guarantees no on the zippers. <laughs> that is so, John, that's so kind. Well, John, thank you so much for your pursuits and to all those who pursue along with you, helping people explore, discover nature, affect the environment in a positive way, and I think just look real good while doing it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. It was fun. It's our pleasure. And thank you all for listening and for pursuing the positive. And there we have it one more time, the Pursuit of Podcast. Thank you for staying with us. Big shout out to Tin Lid Hat Company. TinLidCo.com. Use promo code the Pursuit of for 40% off to our listeners. And also a big shout out to Urban Meds. Traverse City, Michigan. That's HMWellnessStore.com. Same promo code, the pursuit of. There's plenty more coming up. Keep checking back, and we'll catch you on the next one.